Hello everyone, you're listening to the Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today I'm joined by Sonali Gupta. She's a renowned anchor, actor, trainer and a voiceover artist with a career spanning over 15 years. That's amazing. Hello Sonali, welcome to the show. Hi Anurag, so excited to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure to be hosting you on the show today, Sonali. So, Sonali, to our audience who are not aware about you, why don't you tell us a bit about your professional journey so far? So, well, you've already said enough. So, I started out as a model, and then I ventured into anchoring. It's been over actually about eighteen years of journey now. So, don't judge my age. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's how it started. I started off as a model. And then I met a few people, and they asked me that you speak so much. Why don't you become an anchor? At that time, we didn't have too many anchors in the industry. And I started anchoring shows. Then I started with Hindustan Times. I did a lot of work with Times of India. I launched the first Apple iPhone in India. Then wow. I launched the first ever Bentley in India. Then I launched the first ever Starbucks in India, <laughs> and so on and so forth. And and it, it was amazing. I've traveled the world. Thanks to anchoring, I've hosted all across the world almost, and I've worked with some of the top celebrities. It's 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 been an amazing journey so far. And of course, uh, after uh, comparing anchoring for such a long time, I always had this desire to you know kind of give back because all the while that I was working and I was anchoring, I I really felt that I never had anybody I could look up to, anybody mm. who could guide me because I thought. Had I had somebody to guide me, probably my career would have skyrocketed. I would have been at least ten times of what I am today. You know, mm. when you have the right mentor, the right coach, because you know they say an intelligent person learns from other people's mistakes, but a really smart person learns from other people's mistakes and makes sure that he doesn't repeat them. So, so you know. Um, I think I said that wrong. Let me repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, okay. I guess uh, that yeah. that has been an amazing journey. Yeah. And, uh, and you have rightly said, you know, it's really important to learn from other people's mistake and make sure that you know you you don't commit those mistakes. And uh, you know, if, I mean, basically carve yourself a better path. Of course, and you know, also as a mentor and a coach, I think uh, you know when people, you know, a lot of people often. Uh, your parents, your friends, out of love, out of emotion, they're very insecure about you. They're always worried. So they come from a place which is slightly nerve-wracking, and they'll be like, "Be careful! I'm not sure if you should do this. I don't want to work so hard, etc." But when you have a mentor, when you have a coach, that person often tells you things like, "I believe in you. You can do it. You can be there. You can achieve that." So I think that makes a lot of difference. So all these years of hard work, I felt if I could do that for somebody. If I could be that person for somebody, what a great thing it would be! So that's how I I ventured into training and coaching. So you know what what has been the uh, the biggest shift in your life? You know when it comes to entering this whole training and coaching uh, landscape uh, from your you know uh, entertainment space. What has been the biggest shift? 
so I just want to start by telling you how I how I decided to enter into it. It was actually not a very uh, it was not a decision that I made. It was as if life pushed me towards it. So mm. couple of about four years back, I started getting panic attacks and anxiety attacks, and I was doing extremely well. And my my you know I come from a very well-to-do family. So mm-hmm. money was not an issue. My career was soaring high. I was doing so well. But suddenly I started getting these panic anxiety attacks. And then, you know, I went to a few doctors and the doctors just put me on a prescription. They started giving me medication. And then they started questioning me. Are you depressed and antidepressants, etc. And then slowly I realized, I said, this is not going to work. I've got to get off medication. You can't. I'm dying, you know. It's mm-hmm. like I'm sleeping every day. And, and that's where my journey of, you know, self-development, self-improvement, self-work started. And, I, and they say, you know, the self-help books, that is so yeah. true. You know, nobody else is going to help you. You've got to help yourself. So I started on a journey of self-help. And, and that's when I realized that all of us today, we live in a very different environment. This environment is not organic. You know, mm. our brains are still very primitive. We are, we are still functioning with brains that are about 20,000 years old. But, you know, suddenly this advent of the technology and the phones and the iPhone and the stressed life and the social life, all of that is actually causing our brains to malfunction. You're not being able to cope up with all of this adrenaline rush, this dopamine, this entire set of, you know, it's like you're on drugs the whole time. It's like there is so much instant gratification. You're always looking out for that excitement. And our brain is just not used to doing that. It needs to calm down. It needs to work at its own pace. It needs to breathe. It needs to be able to take the right information and reject all the other information. So the amount of information we are taking in these days is is absolutely absurd. You know, we can't deal with it. So when I started doing all of this and the self-help, so I'll tell you the biggest shift that has happened ever since is that I've I've become so calm. And I think I'm one person who can be relaxed in face of a storm. And, you know, they say this is the, you know, if you actually check out any of the successful people in the world. So they say there's this one quality in the most successful people that whenever things go wrong, whenever things are not working, when times get tough, they all become extremely calm. Yeah. They, don't, they, don't, they don't become nervous. They don't start overreacting. These are people who just become very calm. So I think that is a shift that has happened, that I've become extremely calm, relaxed. I can do a lot mm-hmm. while I'm relaxed. So I don't feel a lot of patience. Uh, yeah, so I don't feel very, I don't feel stress and I don't feel mm. anxiety. So I can, I can be working 10 times more than a normal person, being completely relaxed in my head. So I think that's a beautiful shift to happen. Interesting, interesting, because uh, Sonali, I did one interview with uh, one of the psychologists uh, Mm. on the Socially Desi show. And this was, you know, one of the topics that we discussed uh, where we were talking about, uh, you know, how our mental health has actually gone for a toss in the last uh, one year because of this whole lockdown situation. Uh, That, you know, like you said, we still have very primitive brains. Our brains are still 25,000 years old. And that was one of the discussions that we had that, we as human beings were always confined to smaller communities. We 
we never liked living alone but we never had this opportunity where we are just connected with millions and millions of people with you know in in our hand right through our smartphones yeah. through our laptops uh suddenly people who are who were just confined to let's say their family members or a small community or a herd now suddenly they are in touch with millions of people and that is what we are not able to handle Mm-hmm. and and that is where i guess you know communication plays a huge role and, oh, absolutely and, and and when you when you spoke about being calm i guess that is one of the major criteria for your conscious communication oh yes absolutely yeah. so <laughs> why why don't you why don't you tell uh, our audience a bit about this you know how important is communication in our daily lives so you know i was talking about uh, when i started talking about communication and when i was anchoring i realized that communication is is you know the most underrated thing because since the time you wake up in the morning to the time you sleep in the night what is that one thing that you're doing you're constantly communicating with yourself yeah. with other people whether it's verbally whether it's non verbally whether it's quietly whether it's through your pictures through your written words the whole day you're communicating with people what is conscious communication conscious communication is when you consciously communicate where you take responsibility for every yeah. word that you say for everything that you do because a lot of us you know how many times i'm sure anurag it's happened to you you said a few things and and the person has reacted and you said oh you know but i'm really sorry that's not what i meant maybe you misunderstood yeah. me right yeah a lot of times <laughs> you won't I mean, believe <laughs> i know <laughs> that happens all the time we want to yeah. say something and something else just comes out even on whatsapp you know we write something and the other person says excuse me what do you mean and you're like no, yeah. no i don't i don't mean it like that but I, so so you know, it's very crazy the tempers are soaring high the anxiety is soaring high and stress is higher there is miscommunication misunderstanding there's a lot of issue happening conscious communication is the only way forward it is the way to build relationships foster relationships grow as an individual and while i talk about conscious communication i don't only talk about communicating with other people it is so important to communicate with yourself consciously you know unconsciously most of us wake up in the morning and we say things like you know we look into the mirror and we're like oh shit you know i look so fat or Oh you know oh look at my skin it's looking so bad oh my god look at my hair all looking so bad isn't isn't that how we look at ourselves yeah so imagine waking up in the morning with a negative outlook towards yourself you know they say the world doesn't look at you through their eyes people mm. look at you through your own eyes so it's the way you look at yourself it's that's exactly how people look at you if you feel if you feel bad about yourself people will look at you in a way where they feel bad about you if you feel confident about yourself people feel that you're a confident person how does that happen because people pick up on you so conscious communication when it comes to talking about yourself is extremely important all of the stress anxiety fomo fear of missing out everything is all self fed it is self bred you breed it in your mind and eventually that's how it works so let me let me ask you a question according to you what comes first thoughts or feelings oh interesting uh, i think uh, <laughs> it's like the egg and the chicken uh, <laughs> I, i think for me it's going to be the feeling that comes first and then there's a thought which is related to that feeling 
Okay. So I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> so actually, uh, no, it's actually the other way around. So if you actually okay. think about it, thoughts come first and feelings follow later. So, so any incident that happens, anything that comes in front of you, you first have a thought about it. Okay. Mm. So supposingly you went out for dinner last night and something happened there that you did not like. So the next day you wake up, you think about it, right? You'll think yeah. about it. And then it's how you perceive what happened, whether it's good or bad. So how you perceive that situation after that feelings come accordingly. So how you think actually generates the feelings. And then the feelings are going to generate the rest of the stuff. Then feelings. So thoughts come first always. Okay. Again, what is what are thoughts? Thoughts are the way you communicate with yourself. So as I said, you wake up in the morning, you look at yourself and the first thought comes, oh, I look so bad. And then comes the feeling, which is, depressed and you're like sad and mm. you're like anxious and you're unhappy or you're frustrated you know so that's why they always say that control your thoughts think about it. be very very careful about what you think you know they talk about the secret and attraction and everything yes, that's all about do. thoughts yeah, yeah. so mm. thoughts come first and then comes the feelings so again thoughts are a way you communicate with yourself so you have to be very careful so that's where the in concept of conscious communication came in that you have to be very very conscious about how you speak to yourself because that reflects in the way you speak to other people interesting so what happens like when when somebody says that oh you know i'm feeling so good today when when somebody yeah. says this statement hmm. how is this statement derived how is that so so it's very simple so if you ask anybody oh you know why are you feeling so good so they'll they'll often tell you that you know you know i got a good news today or mm. or you know i woke up in the morning and i spoke to that person today you know mm. there's there's always something that happens or there there is a past thought that has come in so you know that's that's how it happens so you wake up in the morning and you look at yourself and you see something nice or you remember oh you know what i just got a good news last night or i i got an appraisal last night or my boss mm. complimented me last night and you wake up in a good mood so it often starts with a thought and then it converts into a feeling and then that feeling converts into your body language and the way you communicate it's mm. as simple as that yeah yeah true 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 interesting and uh, you know uh, how has this conscious communication changed your life i want to start with you and then you know we can talk about how it can actually change uh, uh, the, the audience's life as well who are listening to us today how conscious communication changed my life was by simply asking a very very simple question you know it made my as i told you earlier you know i was also somebody who never used to think before talking to myself mm. and to other people so i'm married you know and it it has transformed my marriage it has transformed my relations with my family transformed my relations with my kids transformed my relation with me i was i was always so guilty i was always you know putting myself down i used to blame myself i used to beat myself down if i would make a mistake oh i would say oh you know i'm so stupid and i'm 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 how could i do this you know i would often say stuff like that to myself and then i i would feel miserable about myself so you know when i started learning and 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 doing things consciously i realized it's all about asking the right questions it's about saying mm-hmm. the right things so conscious communication while talking to yourself works with a very simple agenda 
forgive yourself, be nice to yourself. And eventually when you say something to yourself, you have to think about how you're going to feel about it. So before you start blaming yourself or putting yourself down, you've got to say that it's all right. It's all right. It's okay to make a mistake. You know, that's how conscious communication works. Okay. So I made a mistake. All right. I'm going to try to make it better. If I cannot make it better, I'll try not to repeat it again. Okay, so I made a mistake. What can I learn from it? What was the lesson? How can I make sure that I don't make that mistake again or repeat that mistake again? Or how can I rectify that mistake? So simple. Why you talk about conscious communication with other people? Now that I speak to anybody, I ask myself a question. How do I want the other person to feel and behave after they've spoken to me? So I go to a party, okay? Mm-hmm. And I and and I want to I want to create a nice you know when you go to a party you want to mix around with people right yeah. you don't want to yeah. you don't want to get into a tussle and you don't want to you don't want to uh, have an argument with them or you don't want them to feel bad about seeing you right you don't have to be bitchy right True. so when when I'm when I go into a party I think about it first I I stop and I I say okay what is it that I want people to say after they've met me. I want them to feel that I was a nice person. I want them to say, oh, she's such a nice human being or, you know, she's so understanding. She's so jovial. She's so smiling, right? Yeah. And once you know that this is the outcome that you want, you will know exactly how to talk to the person. When you know you want you want the other person to be happy about meeting you, what are you going to say? You're going to go there. You're going to be nice to that person, right? You'll avoid yes. any kind of argument. You'll say nice yes. things to that person. You know, a lot of times we women, we enter into a party and we look at the other girl and we're like, oh, are you looking a little fat? Oh my God, what <laughs> happened to your hair? You know, you enter mm. with that. How do you think the other person is going to feel? Yeah, it's not going to leave a good impression. Absolutely. That is conscious communication. You're going there to make relations, not not gossip and bitch. Okay, if I go, if I enter a party and if I start gossiping about another person who's not there, how are the other p- people going to look at me? How are they going to, what are they going to feel about me? So conscious communication is all about asking that one question. What do you want people to feel after they meet you? What do you want them to say after they meet you? So once you know that is what you want them to say, you behave accordingly. Does that make sense to you, Anurag? Yeah, it does. It does, actually. And one thing that I really liked when you uh, spoke about forgiving yourself and then taking actions and figuring out what you did wrong and how you can improve yourself, I guess that part of the equation is somewhat missing in people's lives. People sometimes just forgive themselves for doing something wrong or maybe if things didn't go right, they just forgive themselves. But the following step that needs to be taken in order to improve themselves or, you know, get things right later on, that is what is missing. So what sort of advice would you like to give to people uh, when it comes to, you know, making sure that the steps that you follow after forgiving yourself are the right ones? See, I'll just tell you, I I just want to start with the, you know, this takes practice. Mm. This takes conscious effort. This takes conscious Conscious practice over and over and over again. This doesn't happen overnight. So, you know, this is Mm. the difference between motivation and transformation. And I want to talk about it. You know, a lot of people these days I see are listening to a lot of motivational speakers. They're they're, They're listening to inspirational speakers. They listen to them all day long. And eventually, 
they end up making the same mistakes over and over again they're doing this exactly. living the same life over and over again there is no change they're gossiping they're bitching their health is suffering probably their internal relations are suffering they feel socially anxious because they don't have friends they are they are like uh they are jealous they're frustrated they're sad they're unhappy they're comparing themselves to other people and that is what i really want to talk about and run mm. see motivation and inspiration like like i said that earlier motivation and inspiration is like jump starting your engine so supposingly your car stops in a you know on the road okay now you just want to start your car somehow so you know those two wires that you kind of put together and it kind of yeah. jump starts your car so that that like 2 minute current that passes mm-hmm. that is called motivation so motivation and inspiration lasts for about 3 days to 7 days that's about it oh okay okay mm-hmm. but transformation is when you take that car that is stopped on the road you take it to the garage you tell that person to change the parts put in the new parts service it make sure that there's new engine oil and it works well so that it works for the next 3 4 5 years that is called transformation that is the difference between motivation and transformation motivation people will tell you stories about the way people used to live things that they've achieved but transformational coaches are going to tell you actions they're going to give you exercises they're going to give you workbooks they're going to tell you how to do these exercises over and over and over again so you change over time understand every habit every habit takes time to change right yeah it takes it does so, yeah it does yeah so that is why we say that we are not motivational inspirational we are transformational so while we talk about conscious communication and while you asked a beautiful question why is it that people forgive themselves but they don't rectify they keep making those mistakes over and over and over again because they are only stuck in the in grade 1 they are yeah. only stuck in the kg you know kindergarten they have not grown over that they don't know that they have to pass that test they have to move into another section which is you know what is right and wrong but now you move on to the next section which is you start exercising and doing things that are right you start taking action to make things right that is missing so that comes with practice rehearsals exercises and you know all of that so rectification isn't very easy to change yourself isn't very easy is it anurag mm-hmm. and what do you feel about the whole uh, statement on it takes 21 days to form a habit do you think that uh, that really works or it takes longer than that so uh, some people say 21 but a lot of people say it takes about 90 days okay yeah so uh, forming a habit getting into the uh, so forming a habit as in getting into a routine it takes about 21 days but to to make it permanent that habit it takes about mm-hmm. 90 days and yes i think uh, i think it does take a lot of conscious effort to to turn anything into a habit and once it turns into a habit you have to keep it on for about 3 to 6 months to make sure that you don't fall back into the same trap again True, true. You know, it, it's like smoking. You know, you leave it for twenty-one days, but then you know the 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 you know the danger, the danger, the danger that you could go back into smoking again. That for that surety, you need to leave it for many many years to make sure that you don't go back into that trap. 
yeah i guess the keyword here is conscious effort i mean that that is something that you really need to put in every day in order to make that habit a success otherwise uh, otherwise it's it's the same as smoking you know you can leave it for 21 days 30 days 90 days but if you can go back easily then there like you know the whole progress is lost absolutely and you know in today's day and age i'm telling you rudan everything has to do with how you how you talk to yourself about it you know there are more psychosomatic problems medical issues that are happening to people than ever before you know what is psychosomatic mm yeah but, so, but please please yeah. uh, tell our audience about it okay <laughs> so psychosomatic are most of these problems are self uh you know they are they are kind of brought on to yourself they are not really problems that exist these are problems that exist in your mind and yeah. you kind what they say is attraction right so you kind mm. of keep thinking about negativity 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 and that negativity that stress that anxiety takes form of of very very serious diseases and that is called psychosomatic so a lot of these problems are psychosomatic problems that are happening in today's day and age and that is happening because people are not consciously communicating with themselves and other people so i think half of the problems of the world are going to finish if people would just start putting in a conscious effort and start thinking before they start talking to other people so you know i'll just give you an example so what happened was that um okay this is a personal example but we had we have a few people working in the office and mm-hmm. they got into a slight tiff and argument the other day okay so i asked the girls i said i said so what happened so so she said i just said this and i asked her i said you said this but did you think when you say something like this what is the reaction that is going to come because every action has equal and opposite reaction so when you True. talk to somebody like this how did you think that person is going to react to she said uh i didn't think about it i said it's as simple as that if you do to somebody do you think you're going to get a polite answer and she said true, no true. <laughs> so you know i think a lot of times when you just start thinking about not just what you want to say but the reaction that is going to come a lot of problems and a lot of issues would just go away if you just think if i would talk to this person like that how is that person going to talk to me i think you would know your answer so true yeah yeah i completely agree with that and uh, sonali uh, uh, with the whole training and uh, you know the coaching industry that you have gotten into uh, you uh, consult with a lot of uh, you know entrepreneurs a lot of people who have their businesses or who want to start up their own business uh, you do a lot of trainings with them as well right Mm-hmm. so uh, when it comes to these kind of you know professional trainings how important is uh, non verbal communication uh, when it comes to professional trainings because i see people talk about uh, communication but then the communication is more focused on the verbal side of things but nobody really talks about what non verbal communication is and how important it is for uh, businesses and professionals So uh, please please tell us a bit about uh, the importance of non verbal communication in your professional life. So let me just tell you the importance of non verbal by a very simple calculation how what mm-hmm. what non verbal accounts for. So if you actually study about it scientifically this is only 7% of your communication is verbal. Right? 53% yeah. 53% of your communication is non verbal and 38% is your pitch your tone that you speak with so you can actually say only 
percent of your communication is verbal, and the rest ninety three percent is actually non-verbal. It is your tone and your body language. That is how important True. non non-verbal is. Now, um, why is non-verbal so important? Why is Why is it that people say it is so important? It is because non-verbal language is very, very authentic. Hmm. Now, a lot of people over years we know can lie with a straight face. They can tell you lies. <laughs> they can say, yeah. right? They can say things they don't mean. But you know yeah. what is the most amazing thing? People never practice their facial expressions. Hmm. Facial expressions are extremely authentic. So. You know they say that uh, you know they did a research in USA. Unfortunately, these research these researches don't happen in India, but they did one in USA, and they realized that small small time business owners, small and medium entrepreneurs, are are people who really really are duped and cheated on. You know they get very easily cheated, and usually it is very important for these business owners if they would just learn non verbal language. The chances of being cheated on could be minimized because you can really gauge whether a person is lying to you or telling the truth by their simple non-verbal body language. Because non-verbal languages are never rehearsed; they're very authentic. And you know, intuitively, we all have the ability to read non-non-verbal. Hmm. You know, we were kind of born with that kind of a little little thing because you know our brain is very intelligent. So you yeah. know, over years we were hunters, right? Yes. We used to hunt primitively, so uh, our brain always had that. You know, our brain could look look at a certain animal and tell you whether that animal is is going to uh, kill you or is it going to is it going to harm you or not harm you. Now, would the animal talk to you or tell you that I'm going to kill you? No. So the brain, yeah. So the brain yeah. would just look at the eyes, the nose, and the mouth and the body language of the animal, and then the brain would gauge whether this animal is safe. Is it harmless or is it harmful? Right. So that yes. you know, so the non-verbal language is actually dated back to some twenty thousand years. Mm. We have been doing this for twenty thousand years. It's just that over time we have decided to overlook, override all of these little signals that the brain tells us are right or wrong. So, so you know, I'm sure you've entered those little meetings or you've 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 been with a friend and you've and you've heard him talk about something and you've just turned around and said. You know what? I think he's lying. You know, I know he's saying the right things, but I feel he's lying. Have you been there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really difficult to gauge the uh, temperature of the room when you enter. You know, especially in those meetings when you're in your office, and uh, if there's a pitch you need to give to your client or maybe to your bosses or somebody else, it's really difficult to gauge that kind of a uh, you know the situation, uh, what's happening and what's the environment like. So I guess that's really important to understand because it gives you an edge, and you can really understand how you should proceed with the communication. Oh, absolutely. So, so you know, they say there are like some universal, uh, there are some universal expressions that you, mm. if you know those expressions, it gets easy for you to kind of gauge people and what is it that they're trying to do. Like you could look at look into their eyes, their hand movements, their gestures. So you could just look at those, and if you learn to read these gestures. It's very easy for you to go ahead and kind of, you know, kind of understand what the other person is non-verbally thinking or trying to say. Yeah, 
yeah so it it really helps i think non verbal is a brilliant thing and i think everybody must invest in taking a class of non verbal unfortunately we are on the podcast otherwise i could have shown you some non verbal <laughs> cues where we could have no, no, kind of helped i'll plan you. for i'll plan for a, a a video interview also with you so uh, that's going to happen soon but uh, you know before we do that we also need to talk about your uh, master class since you spoke about people should learn this so uh, you know to our audience listening out there uh, sonali uh, is also starting with the second uh, i guess edition of your master class absolutely yeah this Amazing. is the second so it's edition starting yeah it's start, starting tomorrow saturday so guys uh, sonali why don't you uh, tell us what's happening in this edition so this is called the business transformational coaching and mm-hmm. i think a lot of people often make the mistake of starting a business out of purely out of emotions or they feel there's a need of a product that exists or they feel they have the best product or they think or they think they could do really well because they are starting a business and they know a lot about it but that is not how it works and when these people hit the tough spots they really really kind of lose all their self confidence they get into self doubt they don't know where to go who to ask for help then they face a lot of financial losses so before you start any business before if you're if you're into a business if you're facing losses if you're struggling to find real time customers if you don't know how to advertise market because people you know are mindlessly spending money on instagram and facebook ads how many real time customers are you getting there so before you start any business creating a bulletproof master plan for your business is very important to have planning in certain areas like your financial area your production your advertising marketing human resource department uh, costings where how are you going to distribute what is your innovation and r&d how are you going to innovate create more products knowing your competition knowing your target market all of that is very very important that helps you create a perfect master plan do you know in a lot of institutes when you learn mba or you learn business anywhere one of the key criteria of passing in the colleges is to be able to create a master plan of your business and yeah. on the basis of that you're graded right true yeah unfortunately in the real world a lot of people start their business without even creating a business plan and once they they, they you know they hit the hurdles they have the market they start blaming other people they start blaming the covid the demonetization the gst you know and they start giving up so so uh, so joining a business transformational class is all about taking responsibility and saying yes we are ready let's get into it let's dive deep you know these sessions are very very informative they are in depth they are transformational they are informational they'll help you create that business plan understand whether your product is right for the market know who's your target customer advertise market price your product accordingly so that you can succeed in your business even in tough times and is this like customized for each of the participant that comes in or uh, this is more like a so a this is a generic class this is a group session this is a generic session and we are also offering services where we look where we are kind of doing a hand holding for brands as well and where we kind of customize all the solutions for you we we go to you we see your business we kind of analyze who's your competition whether your product mm-hmm. is right or wrong and then we do a complete hand holding that's completely customized interesting and and who should uh, you know basically join this kind of a course 
you know people who are listening to us are, are we late or uh, because it's happening tomorrow uh, so what's the schedule like for the master class ah uh, so the schedule is very simple uh, since it's a, it's 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 a very quick short session we also call it like a two day mba and mm-hmm. so the session starts and we start talking about how you can create a business plan also what is very important is you need to know whether you made to become a successful entrepreneur or not do you really have the qualities the traits the characteristics of a of an entrepreneur see things have changed over the past 10 years products yeah. that were being used 5 years back are not being used any longer so the way you were doing business 10 years or 5 years back is not the same way you do business today the customers have changed the needs have changed the products have changed so you've got to upgrade yourself completely so we start yes. the session by kind of telling you about the traits of a successful business entrepreneur then we help you learn the basics of business then we move into finding out whether your product is right for the market then we go ahead and talk about how to find your target audience know your competition and then you create a master plan a bulletproof master plan and then we of course talk a little more about how you can create more brand awareness pr activities advertising and marketing Perfect. I hope uh, podcasts would make it into that uh, marketing session. <laughs> of course, of <laughs> course, <laughs> of course, they have to. You guys, you guys are making such a huge difference. <laughs> we, we, uh, you know, hope to think so that as well. Because I, I, I believe that audio is uh, the future right now. Because India itself is the third largest market for audio uh, when it comes to podcasts. So you know, I, I keep talking about this with a lot of people, a lot of my guests. and everyone is you know uh, experimenting with audio and i really like you know uh, you being on the show and talking about your masterclass as well and talking about how businesses can actually leverage uh, the right kind of tools and strategies for 2021 and beyond because like you said things that you used 10 years back are no longer relevant like 10 years back nobody was listening podcasts in india Absolutely. but now people are doing that and that's a great way to do your pr to raise brand awareness like you said and of course marketing so uh, no, but i have know, to uh, i have to compliment you guys because podcasting has changed the way we do a lot of things let me tell you by the way uh, mm-hmm. i don't know a lot of people probably do it differently but every morning that i do my workout i usually i am listening to podcasts i i wow. love to yeah mm-hmm. and and i and i think it's so easy you know while i'm driving i'm listening to podcasts while i'm working out i listen to podcasts i think there's brilliant stuff that is being done and you guys i mean you are doing tremendously well i've heard a couple of your podcasts and i think i think they're absolutely phenomenal oh thank you, you so much <laughs> thank you so much so uh, sonali couple of questions before we uh, wrap up today's episode uh, one question would be how can people register for the uh, masterclass and where is it happening So it's very easy. Uh, all you need to do is we've sent in our email ID. If you want, you can just simply email us at sonali dot sgv at gmail dot com, or you can simply email us on info at the sonali the sonali gupta dot com. Uh, this is my website, and then there's the email ID, and then we have also given in our number. Um, so you know. We you, they can contact us or they can find me on my Instagram. My Instagram page is the Sonali Gupta Varma, and you can just log on to us, log on to that, DM us, and we'll have somebody from our team reach out to you. Now, 
that is the easiest way to get in touch with us once they get in touch with us all they need to do is register themselves um courses like these are often priced at 4 lakh rupees or 5 lakh rupees or 2 lakh rupees okay but we priced our course at just 75000 rupees mm. and as an introductory offer we are offering this course at 25000 rupees only so this wow. yeah and this is you know really i'm telling you you would probably go out and have dinner for 10000 rupees but but you know and that is that is going to be expense but this is an investment when you when you spend and also anurag we have another great thing if at any point in time you're not satisfied you feel your money was not worth it you can always ask us for a complete refund so we we mm. kind of give you money back if you're not happy no oh, thank you so much uh, so like that's a great offer and uh, everyone <laughs> listening out there uh, I, you know we will put all the links and uh, all the email ids that sonali just spoke about in the show notes below in the description section so please check it out uh, the details will also be over at socialdesi.com/podcast uh, her profile and the details will be mentioned there and like she uh, like she said you know uh, check out her website uh, i am sonaligupta.com uh, you will get all the details there as well so sonali uh, last question before we wrap up if you you can go to your uh, you know younger self 15 years back mm. and you could give one piece of advice to your younger self what would that piece of advice be that don't 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 be so hard on yourself you're beautiful and you're gorgeous and you're a beautiful person it's okay to make mistakes don't be hard on yourself and whatever mistakes you've made them that you think are so big when you look back 10 years from now you'll feel oh my god that was such a silly thing that i was worried about and i was stressed about so don't be hard on yourself love yourself life is beautiful and it's all fine and you know just love yourself don't be so hard on yourself forgive yourself perfect thank you so much uh, sonali for being on the show today it was lovely interacting with you and i'm sure the audience would have gained a lot of insights and key takeaways from this episode thank you anurag it was a pleasure loved it so that wraps it up for today folks if you like the episode give it a big thumbs up share it with your friends and let's go viral we would love to have sonali on our show again in the future to talk more about business and communications so if you haven't yet done so hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content and as always before i sign off remember life is black and white and everything in between <laughs>